0: I don't usually do this, Darren, but I will. welcome to episode number 146 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we have a lot of if you go woke, you go broke stories to talk about, amongst a few other things. But as I mentioned on the last episode, last week was my parents' 60th wedding anniversary. On Thursday, so the day after that I recorded the last random thoughts, and it's always hard when buying gifts for somebody. How do you make the occasion extra special? Ten years ago, when they had their 50th anniversary. I was big into baseball back then, was watching all the White Sox games. My dad still watches a vast majority of them. But for a long time, it was a family. Addiction more than anything else. My parents had season tickets for the White Sox for 35 or 36 years before they finally gave them up. But 10 years ago, on their 50th anniversary, I sent in an email to the legendary Ken the Hawk Harrelson, who was the guy that was doing the White Sox games. He's being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. I mean, it was actually last year, but they never had the ceremonies. So if you're watching this August, you'll see Ken, the Hawk Harrelson, give his speech as he's inducted for being one of the legendary broadcasters of Major League Baseball. People in Chicago have kind of a love-hate relationship with him, but that's okay. I always enjoyed what Hawk brought to the game. And on my parents' 50th anniversary, this was a part of the broadcast. And on a... Or happy note, we would like to give a big White Sox congratulations to Terry and Arlene O'Neill on their 50th wedding anniversary. The O'Neals are season ticket holders and their son Darren. And all of us wanted to say, make it 50 more, Terry and Arlene. Congratulations, 50 years. So that was pretty cool. Ken the Hawk Harrelson wishing them a happy 50th and wishing for 50 more. We are 10 years closer to that now, and I had to figure out a way to one-up that. And when we went out for dinner last weekend with the whole family, my mom was talking about the way that Hawk Harrelson wished them a happy anniversary and how that was a big deal, even though they didn't see it live. I mean, they were out having fun, doing other things on their anniversary. But I figured out a way to eclipse being called out on the White Sox broadcast by sending an email to their favorite broadcaster. And this is what my parents heard when they were watching TV the night of their anniversary. Darren O'Neill, Mokina, Illinois, my parents, Terry and Arlene O'Neill, celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. Can you give a shout-out? I don't usually do this, Darren, but I will. 60 years? Congrats. Wow. That is some accomplishment in life. Have a good one, you guys. I played that the other day in one of the live streams I was doing, and I was amazed how many people knew that voice. A big part of the American culture is the legendary broadcaster Bill O'Reilly who now is doing his own thing. He's not on Fox News. He runs his own organization. He is broadcast on the radio in New York, I believe WABC Radio. He is broadcast on the first network online. And you can also just subscribe to Bill's service directly at BillOReilly.com, which I do. It's currently the best news program out there that I can find. Monday through Thursday. I recommend checking that out. But a big thank you to Bill for doing that. I understand he's running a news program and he gets letters and he does letters every day because he wants to take input from people, which I think is really cool. And I was glad that he thought 60 years was something worthy of a shout out. And this time my parents were in fact watching. And my mom, who can bloviate even better than Mr. O'Reilly or myself, if anybody can believe that, was speechless and that alone was worth it. And I wanted to put that out there today to let you know that I think Bill O'Reilly is a pretty nice guy, but also to let you know if you're looking for a gift idea for somebody, if you're trying to make somebody's day special, it's always going to be hit and miss depending who you're dealing with and you're not always going to get somebody to go along with it i've had a pretty good track record but it let you know you can think outside of the box and it's the ultimate in the thought that counts not the money behind something although if they like somebody that's on one of these services that charges you a few bucks to send a personal video message you can also go that way it never hurts to give it a try and thanks again to big bill o'reilly and to ken the hawk harrelson both legends in their own right and i do want to do something a little bit different today i want to thank our donor for today's show right up front it is a monthly donation it comes in from daniel Walt raven all the way over from the netherlands and i just wanted to put this up front one because i appreciate the folks that do a monthly donation that really helps us out to keep the microphones humming, everything's sounding good. And to remind everybody that we are a value for value podcast, that we put the shows out there. And if you got any value out of them, you can go to random thoughts, R A N D U M B thoughts, slash donate, and get all the information there on how to get some value back to us. But the other thing you can do that would really help us out is to turn a friend on to the show, let them know that it's here. Let them know that it's spelled funny. Let them know how to find it if they're not normally into the whole podcasting thing and help us grow the audience. That is always very much appreciated as part of the value that you can do. I hear from folks all the time and I fully understand it. It's like, you know, hey, I wish I had enough money to support all the podcasts that I listen to. And I get that. I fully understand it. Just like the anniversary shout outs from Big Bill and Ken the Hawk Harrelson didn't cost me a penny. You go out and you find a way to help promote the show. And to me, that is just as good, if not better, than any monetary donation. Now, if you want to do the monetary donation again, randomthoughts.com slash donate. You click that donate button, take you to PayPal for a one time or monthly donation. You can use the QR codes and wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. And there's a PO box address if you want to go the snail mail route and your bank we'll do it all for free. They'll set it up one time or a monthly donation. You don't have to write the checks. You don't have to buy an envelope. You don't have to buy a stamp. It all just works out. So thanks again to Daniel Walgraven and everybody who has donated to this show over the last couple of years. It is very much appreciated. But a lot of the stories we got to talk about today are about going woke and going broke, losing your audience because you are pushing an agenda that people are getting tired of. This is not the exception anymore. This seems to be the rule. There are very few shows out there. Ted Lasso was one I watched recently that I was very surprised didn't fall into any of the wokeism, the political correctness, and was just a well-written show. That was there more than anything else, just to entertain you. I mean, how crazy is that? The entertainment industry simply entertaining you, not trying to shove a political ideology down your throat. It wasn't filled with bad language. It wasn't filled with sexual situations. And I'm not against either one of those in shows where it's called for. But this was a show that everybody could watch. It's on Apple Plus, so that makes it a little bit harder for some. But check it out if you can. I thought it was pretty good. What's not doing so good is the Disney slash Marvel movie, Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, who I talked about recently. It might have been here, might have been on Grumpy Old Bands, a show I do with Ryan Bemrose. Sometimes it's hard to keep track. But there was a story about how. Scarlett Johansson, looking back, didn't really like the character of Black Widow or how the character was portrayed, often being dressed up in skin tight or skimpy outfits that were over-sexualizing the character. And now she's finally coming up with this realization. How many movies into the Black Widow series is this? How much money has she made on this series? Why are you just coming up with this now? I don't know, but people are getting tired. I mean, when you have an actress that's going to be actively complaining about the character in the movie that's just being released, it doesn't surprise me that the second weekend for the Black Widow release flopped, went down 60 some odd percent than the first weekend People were saying, well, you know, it was also available on Disney Plus for $30. It's like, oh, wow, what a bargain. You can stay home and watch it and pay more than a couple of people going to the show to watch it. But the reality is, the Marvel series has been, I know I'll get some hate from this, but I have not found what I've seen in the Marvel series to be all that exciting. They've gone as most Disney properties have into being ultra woke. And this to me hurts the storytelling. Again, if something fits into a story, then it makes sense. But you can tell because the writers that are doing a lot of this obviously just aren't that good because when they want to throw a political ideology down your throat, what you end up with is a script that's not very well written. You come out with characters that are, well, characters more than anything else. And that causes people to lose interest. And I'm not sure if Hollywood's ever going to figure this one out. I don't know if they care. They feel like they are activists first and providing entertainment second. And they want to use the soapbox that they have. And that's their right. But it's everybody's right then to check out. And rather than these movies being huge hits, they are starting to peter out. And you would think with theaters starting to open up again, a lot of these mask mandates going away, that people would be itching to get out and go to the movies, maybe not so much because you're sitting in a confined area for a couple of hours, and maybe people are still scared to do that. I don't know. But in this case, I guess you could have also watched it at home, but you also realize as a Disney movie, the choice is probably you can spend 30 bucks to watch Black Widow today on your television, or you can wait a few weeks when it's just going to be included with Disney Plus, that if you have Disney Plus, you know, why are you paying the 30 bucks? Just because you have to watch it sooner? That's something that I think is dying off this whole concept that people have to see things immediately. I think uh, maybe piracy does have an effect on that, because people know they can get this stuff in other ways. but I'm not entirely sure. In this case, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it is a combination of the Wokism and the fact that the star... Was complaining about the lead character. And I'll point out again, if you go back through the history of comic books, you're going to see a lot of the same types of things the outfits that the women are wearing, that, you know, most comics were created by guys and guys like hot chicks. Just kind of a fact of life. When guys stop liking chicks, then the whole world dies out. But I digress. Netflix, another corporation like Disney that has gone the whole woke route. I mean, let's remember, they're the ones that have been pushing all of the ultra liberal content down everybody's throats, including the movie Cuties, which was maybe vilified a little more than it should have been. But they also cut a deal with the Obamas that they were going to produce a lot of stuff. And it seems that maybe the wokeism of Netflix is hitting the bottom line. And it's a question now of what effect this will have. But for the first time in two years, Netflix lost subscribers in a quarter. In the second quarter of 2021, Netflix lost 430,000 subscribers, which is a pretty decent number. That's not just a little blip. That's not a small amount lost. Again, first loss in two years, a pretty significant loss. And the question then becomes, well, why? I know they've been doing some price raising a little bit, but everything's been going up. I mean, this could just be. A combination of things, including inflation and the fact that prices on gas and groceries and everything are going up. Thank you, President Joe Biden. Keep hiding in the basement. But that could be one of the reasons why. But people are choosing now where their money's going to go. And these companies like Netflix, big time leftists, big time love Joe Biden, big time love all the Black Lives Matter global. Love all the ultra-liberal stuff that's being thrown out there. When all these policies start lightening the wallet of a majority of your subscribers to where they can no longer afford your service? What say you, Netflix? What are you going to do at that point? When your subscriber base continues to dwindle, what are you going to do? Are you in it for the activist? Are you in it? for the capitalist. It's got to be one or the other. If you go with the first choice, then your company may eventually just wither up and disappear. And they do have people to answer to when it comes to that. You have a fiduciary responsibility when you are a company the size of Netflix. So we'll have to see where that one goes. But the liberal media Is definitely driving what we see in the content that we watch, not just on the news, not just on the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the news programs. You're seeing a major influence of the left when it comes to the normal programming that you watch. I'm sure we've mentioned at some point in the past the Lear Foundation which works on the ideology that they want people to get into the plot lines on their television shows on whatever you're watching on TV. So social justice or climate change or whatever can be eased into your brain. I mean, they just want it to be there. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know about this because I learned. I mean, everything I need to know I learn about from television shows, right? That is what Marie Claire, the magazine, believes that people learn about things. This is how life is processed now, is if somebody needs to learn about something, it's through watching television, which is a very scary concept to me. But an article from Marie Claire that was published last week, had the headline quote we need to see more parents having abortions in film and television yeah we need to see more parents having abortions in film and television the main complaint from marie claire was that when you do see an abortion as part of a storyline on television or in the movies It's usually a young white girl. And that's just not right. We want to see way more stories where parents that get pregnant then go, oh, wait, 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 maybe we should get an abortion. Mentioned in the article is a new series that is coming out that will revolve around an abortion clinic. I mean, what couldn't be more must see, happier TV? Than a television show about an abortion clinic. But about this show, a quote directly from the article from Marie Claire is Instead of making abortion the crux of the plot, Merritt Tears, who is currently working on the scripted television show that takes place in a clinic that provides abortions, is hoping to normalize abortion as just another choice in a wide range of decisions people make throughout their lives. And for characters who have kids, she wants to frame abortion as what it really is a parenting decision. (laughs) Yeah. Marie Claire believes that having an abortion is nothing more than a parenting decision. I mean, you know, should you let your kids stay out past 10 o'clock at night? That's a parenting decision. Should you know, kill an unborn fetus? Just another parenting decision. Same thing. Little Johnny eating enough vegetables. Or should we kill an unborn fetus? Just a parenting decision. And there is a quote from Merritt Tears that I will read. "Quote: I think the most radical reconception that needs to happen with respect to abortion, especially parenting people who have abortions, is for people to realize that it can be a serious act of love." Who have an abortion. And for people who have kids, this is the number one decision making factor. If they feel like they can't handle another child, what's driving that decision is the desire to give the children they already have the best possible life. This is some kind of mental illness that these people have. When you call ending, A life, an act of love. And oh, we have to think about the other kids we have. Okay, so then what's the difference? You liberal nut jobs. If a family's got four kids and then they're not making ends meet and they're not eating enough, when do you just decide you're going to kill the youngest kid? When does that happen? I mean, last in, first out, right? This is the same concept here. And it is absolutely insane when you want to normalize abortion, when there are plenty of ways to help promote things that would avoid them in the first place. But no, we don't want to do that. We want to normalize abortions. And not only do we want to normalize abortions, Marie Claire says we need more black and brown people you be getting abortions on television. Too many white girls. Not good. We want to start normalizing this in those other communities. Now, we've talked about the war on religion in the past. I think this is a big part of that as well. But here's the funny thing when it comes to the left and a majority of the black and brown communities is that They overall are quite religious. And if you're religious, abortion's bad. I mean, spoilers, abortion is one of those things that is against the religions that are practiced by the black and brown folks that Marie Claire wants to see more abortions of on television programs, especially from parents, to show that it's just love. We have to promote abortions for the positive thing that they really are. These people are mentally insane. Anyone that will celebrate an abortion, anyone that will tell you that snuffing out a life at any point is love is mentally insane. There's no other way around that. It is mentally insane. It shows a narcissistic ass hattery that just goes way beyond any normal thinking person to think that not bringing somebody into this world, their one chance to exist is a good thing because, you know, mom and dad might be a little bit inconvenienced with that extra mouth to feed. I mean, where is the adoption argument here? Where is the concept that you know you can have the child and somebody out there who can't get pregnant who might like a child could give them a good life no it's love to take that life and get rid of it and it's so much love that we want more of it on tv so people can see how great it is so they can follow the example hollywood you all are going to burn in hell if there is a hell the people in hollywood are going to burn in Hell. You know, these are the same people that push the stories about all of the sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. My dad sent me an article the other day from the Chicago Sun-Times talking about the Christian brothers who ran the high school that I went to and the issues they were having. Nobody I knew mentioned in the article. Never had an issue, never ran into that. But of course, this is basically front-page news because we need to bring religion down. And sure, there were some bad priests. I'm sure there were some bad Christian brothers who were abusing children. But you know what they weren't doing? Killing them! Again, which is worse? It's a problem when you have a completely corrupt media that will go along and push a narrative. This is the world you're going to get. It's going to... To hell in a handbasket fairly quickly at this point. And it's time for people who are not in the ultra liberal mindset to stand up and say, enough is enough. I don't care what people do in the privacy of their own home, really don't care. But a line has to be drawn at some point, there's got to be a tipping point and i'm hoping we're getting there i'm hoping we're getting to the point to where rational people will prevail will stand up will say they've had enough will start voting with their dollar and not supporting and not promoting companies like disney companies like marie claire companies that refuse to stand up for the most Vulnerable of all the unborn fetus. That's what you need to do. Stop giving them your attention. Stop giving them your money. The NBA is seeing this. Game five in the NBA finals was down rating wise 49% from the game five in 2019. Lost about half the audience. And this is not something that was just in the final game. We've seen this overall. With sports. I used to watch a lot of baseball, as I said at the beginning of the show. Haven't watched a game this year. Haven't even watched a full inning. Don't care. Don't feel like I'm missing anything. The White Sox, a team that I bled and died with for decades, is 20 something games over 500, cruising, it seems, to maybe a World Series. And I don't care. Not at all. No interest at all to watch the games. If they win, that's great. I know a lot of people who still really care. I'll feel good for them, but I don't care one way or the other because Major League Baseball has done enough over the last few years to make the product that they're putting on the field unwatchable. And the players are just not ones I want to get behind anymore overall. And I found other things to do with my time than watching a baseball game every night during the baseball season, and a lot of people are doing the same thing, and you're seeing that in the NBA. I think you're going to see this massively in the upcoming NFL season because they are going to start playing now. The black national anthem. Nothing really unites people more than you've got a national anthem. Yo, you've got a national. You've got one too. Yeah, we're not all together. We're all separate. Wait, I thought we were all equal. I thought we were all one. I thought we were all a nation. No, no longer. No longer is the United States a united nation. It is now just a shell of what it once was because people have bought into all of the leftist propaganda, which is separating the white from the black, the rich from the poor, the cops from the non-cops. All of this has been going on. We let it happen in our schools. Critical race theory is a good example of that. We've let the teachers' unions take control and put poison into the minds of children. And again, we need to come to a point when people will stand up and say they've had enough. Amy Klobuchar has just introduced a bill that would start holding social media liable for content on their platform. As we've talked about in the past, the Facebooks, Twitters of the world are already censoring anything on the conservative side that they want to. Very rarely are you seeing censorship against the insanity that the left pushes. I mean, for instance, Marie Claire saying we need more abortions on TV. I guarantee you'll find that article linked to and talked about in a very positive manner on the social media's. But Amy Klobuchar is really concerned about the misinformation, put that in quotes, that the people on the right are spreading more specifically when it comes to what is being talked about when it comes to the coronavirus and the coronavirus vaccines. A quote from Ms. Klobuchar is this quote, At the same time, the misinformation on the internet which is something I'm personally taking on, is outrageous. These are the biggest, richest companies in the world that control these platforms, and they've got to take this crap off. We are in a public health crisis. We still are. We've seen major improvement thanks to the vaccines. Well, who got the vaccine done, Amy? Just curious. The ingenuity of the people, the Biden administration getting this out. Oh, so wait, you're going to talk about the Biden administration getting the vaccine out, but it was ready when he got into office, Amy. Who got the vaccine, Amy? But I digress. This is holding us back, she says. Two thirds of the people that are not vaccinated believe something they read on the internet. That's all the facts I need. That's from a Kaiser Foundation report. Kaiser, huh? That sounds very German the kaiser foundation i don't know if i would uh, trust them i mean maybe they're perfectly fine i don't know who the kaiser foundation is honestly enough but maybe that's uh, right maybe that's wrong i don't know what that really means though when it comes to the fact that we have freedom of speech that we have an amendment that's very important that says people can say whatever they want to say but she finishes with quote i'm going to introduce a bill to limit the misinformation on vaccines by saying you guys are liable. Oh, wait, you guys? Amy, 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 have you not gotten the leftist playbook? You can't say you guys. That is very gender specific and you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Go sit in the corner and think about how you just misgendered people, Amy. She says you guys are liable if you don't take it off your platforms. This is nothing more than more liberal dreck trying to take more control of a bunch of social media that they've already got control of complaining about misinformation you know very similar to the misinformation that maybe this virus started in a lab in wuhan that was that was misinformation for about a year and now it's like oh wait that that seems like it might be uh, that might be the truth So figuring out what is misinformation, Ms. Klobuchar, is a problem. When thinking people disagree and you want to silence the side you don't like, what you get is not the truth. What you get is propaganda. And I believe she knows that and doesn't care. She wants her side's information to go out. And she doesn't want anything from the other side. I don't know how big tech feels about this because big tech's been pounding the drum for the left for the last few years. And maybe if they start getting attacked by the left, maybe there'll be a time they stand up and say, enough is enough. And just stop this stuff. When you are silencing doctors and other professionals who are having legitimate conversations. About these vaccines and the virus, I want to see both sides. That's how people make up their minds. That's how they get to the truth. There's not a hundred percent truth in either side of this. I hate to tell you, for those of you who don't believe the virus exists, it does. For those of you who think that the vaccines are overall so dangerous, they're killing way more people than the virus ever has. That's crap, also. But I want to hear from doctors on both sides. I want to hear from scientists on both sides. I can make up my mind whose pedigree, whose brain that I want to believe. I can make up my mind by going, oh, well, who said this? Okay, who said this? Take both of those and go, well, let's see which one that is. Not all experts are going to agree. I had a conversation with my retinal guy yesterday with there was an issue that he saw in one of my eyes, which is why he was checking it a little bit more carefully and a little bit more frequently. And everything has settled down now. But we had the conversation yesterday. He's like, well, some people think that what was happening is due 100% to the retina itself. Some of the experts think it's what's happening with the gel in your eye. And that's 100% that he's like, I really don't. Believe either one of those. I think it is a combination. But this, again, like a lot of the science, should be discussed. It should be something that people can disagree on. It's not a bad thing to have disagreements. Now, if somebody's coming in and lying about something and saying, hey, this vaccine killed a billion people and it killed a million, well, then that's a lie and you should do something to at least point out the factual information but as the late great author and columnist charles krauthammer once said quote there is nothing more anti-scientific than the very idea that science is settled static and impervious to challenge For science to be science, it has to be able to be challenged, and if that challenge is incorrect, then it loses, but the battle has to go on. Rational people should want to see a debate about these things that are important to everyone in the world, in the country, whatever the topic may be. You want to see both sides able to make their points and let the other side respond. You know what happens the minute you silence one of those sides is the other side just gets to They get to decide whatever they want to tell you. That is going to become gospel, whether it is right or whether it is wrong. And the end result is you end up losing because of that. Everyone ends up losing because you do not get to the reality. You do not get to the truth of the matter. And that is dangerous. So I'm sorry, Ms. Klobuchar, more censorship is not good. Trying to silence the people who are out there saying the vaccines are dangerous is not the answer. The answer would be, if they are not correct, prove them wrong. Because I know people on both sides of this, and they both believe they're 100% right. Spoilers, I don't think either one's 100% right. But the science is long from settled when it comes to this stuff. And it may be dangerous for some people to take this vaccine. It's also very dangerous if people contract the virus. So when things like this are going on at the same time, This gets quite heated, and this is the worst possible time to be shutting one of those sides down if you are honestly about getting to the truth of the matter rather than just strong arming your point of view and what you want to happen down the throats of the people that are living in your country. I miss Charles Krauthammer, the guy. Was one of the smartest people out there. And this quote about science, I mean, it hits home. It's absolutely true. Anybody that is a true scientist will tell you the same thing science is never settled. And uh, one thing that is settled, though, is the 44 game winning streak that the United States women's soccer team was on, as they had that streak snapped in a shutout by Sweden to start the Olympics. They lost three to Zip. I mean i guess they were practicing their social justice warrior skills way more than their soccer skills and i have to say country pride and all that whatever forget it kind of happy to see the women's soccer team lose i hope they lose again i hope they get shut out because i'm tired of seeing the social justice warrior crap do your jobs do what you are paid to do the nfl nba MLB can all take a lesson from this. People are back to the point. They want to tune into sporting events to escape the reality of the real world. And the minute you start bringing activism and politics into it, your sport is going to continue going down the tubes. But that's all I've got for you today. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Random Thoughts podcast I know there are a lot of things you can be doing with your time, a lot of really bad television you can be watching, or a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to. The fact that you're taking your time to listen to this one, it is greatly appreciated. If you have a friend or two that might like it, turn them onto the show and help us grow the audience and keep everything moving in the right direction. With all that said, I will be back next Wednesday for another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill.